My name is Dr. Tram Jones, and since 2019, my wife and I have been living in Haiti. This is the story of our life there and the patients we've seen. I am a young doctor. That's, of course, becoming less and less true as the years go on. But one dividing line in America between a young and an old doctor is electronic medical records. For those of you not in medicine, let me set the lay of the land. Up until recently in the United States, when a doctor went into a patient's room, he would take a large folder with him. This contained papers detailing all of the patient's last visits. As he saw the patient, he would jot down some notes and move on to the next patient. Over the last 20 years, though, clinics and hospitals have made the leap to keep patient notes on computers and electronic networks. This push was led by insurance companies because it made billing easier. In place of shuffling through illegible doctor notes, they could access notes quickly and determine payment. And this created a divide among doctors. Young doctors, those of us who grew up typing and working on computers, loved electronic records. I'm admittedly biased. I prefer that I could easily read the thoughts of prior doctors and chart out lab values with ease. I didn't have to try to decipher handwriting, and I could type much quicker than I could write with my hand. But many older doctors found the system cumbersome and time-consuming. Certainly, patient notes became longer and longer, and more and more of the doctor's day was spent with charts and less with patients. Haiti, up until recently, used exclusively paper records. Today, I want to tell you how our clinic successfully transitioned to electronic medical records. And for those not in medicine, this sounds boring and administrative. That is, until you remember that we're setting up a system in a country without electricity or reliable internet, and with employees unaccustomed to handling a computer and patients who have never seen such a system. Before we go on, it's necessary to say that electronic medical records was not my idea. Dr. Donald is the son of the clinic founder, born and raised in Haiti. He went to medical school in the Dominican Republic and then returned to Haiti to work in the clinic of his parents. As he returned, he was insistent that the next step for the clinic be a new information system. He, like I, found that the paper charts were essentially illegible and old lab values were hard to find. Each time you saw a patient, it was like starting all over again. Fortunately, in Haiti, a nationwide system has been put in place. Called iSante, it was originally created by a nonprofit to work with the country's HIV clinics. After success in those organizations, the nonprofit then switched the program to be usable for general non HIV clinics. So that you know, in the US, we have dozens of different types of programs that keep track of electronic medical records, but none of them talk to each other, and each hospital has different types. They can't share information. So, if you had a CT scan at one hospital, you can almost never see those records at another hospital. Haiti's system, on the other hand, is built so that one day all the clinics could talk with each other and share information, if ever we could get enough electricity to manage that. And so the clinic decided to forge ahead. As I alluded to before, this was before I joined the team. They spoke with a nonprofit who said that the software would be free to install. Next came the how. Isante had failed at other facilities for a variety of reasons. Our clinic leadership spoke with staff at other Haitian hospitals and saw the problems they encountered. And here was the typical story. The program worked well for a short time. Then a computer would go out and cause some log jams. Next, frequent internet outages would require the staff to switch back to paper over and over again. More computers would break. Finally, the staff would resolve that it was just easier to use paper records, and they would abandon the program altogether. Our leadership decided to tackle this with several techniques. 
We purchased our own server so that we didn't have to rely on the internet at all. We purchased new computers for all the rooms and hired a full-time IT guy who could do maintenance and make sure that all the computers were up and running. Perhaps a full-time IT employee sounds excessive for a mid-sized clinic. And maybe it is. But when working in Haiti, you have to remember that the labor market is significantly cheaper than in the U.S. If we were investing in a new system, we knew it would not work without a dedicated employee. Things fall apart at a much more rapid rate in Haiti if there's not proper maintenance. How we implemented iSante was very Haitian and very un-American. What do I mean by that? I've been at hospitals who have changed electronic medical record systems. For those that are not medical, this is a big, big deal. It affects every aspect of a hospital. Doctors, nurses, vital signs, labs, x-rays, billing, and administration. Us employees train for a year, and then we select a go-live day. And then, at midnight on that day, everyone in the hospital stops using the old system and starts with a new system. In Haiti, if one day we went full electronic, all in one fell swoop, we would cause massive chaos. I mean massive. This was a big leap. Most of our employees had never touched a computer. And so we installed the system Haitian style. And by that I mean little by little. We started with typing classes to teach employees how to use a computer. We had meetings to discuss how the system worked. Our medical director knew that many of our patients had never seen computers used in medicine. He recommended that we constantly tell patients why we were typing on a computer to assure them that the computer was not simply a TV that we were watching and ignoring them. And finally, we started to see patients with it. And we didn't do it all at once. The first day, we saw five patients on the new system. The rest, we still used paper. Fortunately, the system is very, very simple. It's built well for Haiti. American electronic medical systems are complicated, in large part because they're built to ensure that the hospital can bill patients. In our clinic, obviously we did not need to use this to make patients pay. It was simply a way for nurses and doctors to get the information they needed. When I see a patient, I jot down why they came, what diagnosis I suspect, and what medication I'm going to give them. It takes no time at all. For a week, we only saw 5 to 10 patients per day with the new system. This allowed us to troubleshoot. For instance, we realized that we would still need to have a paper backup system. So each time we saw a patient for the first time, we created a paper dossier with basic information. If the computers went down, well, we could easily switch between the two. It also allowed us to better map out our patient flow. As we worked out these kinks, we slowly increased the patient load. After a month, we started having our specialists see patients on the new system, not just the internists and generalists like myself, Dr. Lolo, and Dr. Donald. Because specialist patient loads are generally heavy, we wanted to make sure that the system was running smoothly before we moved to them. After another month, we started to slowly move the laboratory onto the new system. This allowed us to chart out a patient's labs over time. And so why did we do it so slowly? Well, as I mentioned here, there was the obvious problem that our employees were unaccustomed to computers. But the principal reason was more cultural, and you couldn't understand it unless you lived in Haiti. In the United States, planning a new project is very predictable. You can sit down and map out the threats and difficulties that you'll face. You also know that the future will be more or less stable, with of course the obvious exception of COVID. Other American companies that you need to collaborate with, like subcontractors, are likely to be just as planned out as you. In Haiti, you start slowly because you know challenges will pop up that not only did you not account for, but no one would have predicted. And perhaps, most importantly, you have to work with other organizations in Haiti. Even if you want to plan out everything in detail, you have a lot of other organizations 
that you're dependent on, and you usually can't just call and get a quick answer. As an illustration, prior to an electronic medical record system being set up in the United States, all employees would be required to do training on a dummy program, similar to what they'd be actually doing in the future. There was no such possibility for us. When the computer program was installed, the company walked through the registration of a single patient with the entire nursing staff watching. And that was it. Unfortunately, the roads were too unsafe for them to spend much more time in our area of the city. We just needed to figure out how to work the system on our own. In another instance, two months into implementation, Isante was having some issues, so we sent the server to the organization to update. The streets were too dangerous to pick the machine up for several days. When it came back, all of our data, every node, had been erased. Now, this is not to blame the organization. These things occur, and I know it's hard to work in Haiti. But if you were a U.S. company, this would never really happen. So we had to start over. And then lastly, a few days into implementation, we realized that some of our employees still could not operate a computer fast enough to upload demographic data, and we had to move and train up other people. With most projects, Haitians prefer an iterative process. The unforeseen roadblocks and challenges you face are myriad. They prefer to troubleshoot along the way, and I understand it. There is essentially no other way when the future is so unpredictable. Eventually, though, by the end of last year, our electronic medical records was fully operational. We rarely, rarely have downtime, given our on-the-ground IT support. And if we do have downtime, we can quickly switch temporarily to paper and then make the transition back. The system is simple enough that none of our employees are having difficulty now. Even regularly adjusting the patient flow as we try to prevent the spread of COVID has not affected the system. If an American came in, they might think that a system like this just happens. But after living in Haiti, I can tell you that nothing like this happens on accident. It takes a whole team of 50-something employees saying that they're going to be flexible and patient and make this work. I salute our team and their persistence. Thank you for listening. Every Wednesday morning, we publish a new narrative from life here. We are simply telling stories as we have seen them in Haiti. But Haiti is a fascinating country with a rich history, and there are many Haitian voices that can tell the story of Haiti in all its facets, and we encourage you to seek them out. As we made this episode, some names may have been changed to protect confidentiality. If you enjoyed the show, tell your friends or give us a rating wherever you find your podcasts. To learn more about the work of Light from Light in Haiti or to get involved, visit us on the web at lightfromlight.me. Thank you and God bless.